You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And, well, to say that I'm excited is probably about the understatement of the year. I mean, over the moon for a couple reasons. The first one is this is the debut episode of my brand new series, Disrupt Reality. I am so extremely excited about this, whether we're talking about um, the noetic sciences. I've had a couple real, well, I don't even know if I want to tease a couple of my guests. Maybe, maybe I'll tease just a little bit of the topics. So whether it's disruptive technologies, whether it's, um, you know, Burning Man and beyond, whether it's, uh, you know, proving psi phenomena in the laboratory, I, you know, I could go on and on, but we're talking with people on this series who are willing to challenge the limits that we perceive in the projection. They have the courage to say, you know what, but maybe it doesn't have to be that way. Maybe it's not actually that way. Maybe there is no spoon, right? We all know that reference from the matrix. And so these are the concepts that, that I think, think about all the time that, that I'm constantly exploring. I, you know, I live it, breathe it, sleep it. I, I willingly stare things in the face and deny their existence. I watch as reality reframes itself in front of my eyes, seeing things disappear. I mean, it, This is where we're going to start talking about that stuff. The stuff that probably terrifies a lot of people, but luckily those people don't vibrationally resonate with us and they never get attracted to our show. So I think we're okay for a little while. So if you're listening, then I would venture to say that this stuff interests you, that you can understand it. Um, Let me reframe that, that you do know what we're talking about. All aspects of you may not understand it, but that's okay, right? That's kind of the case with everything. So the other reason why I'm so incredibly excited is that today's episode, the title of today's episode for Disrupt Reality is Reclamation for so many reasons. But the biggest one is I am joined today with probably two of the most special, most amazing, most fantabulous people I could think to invite to the debut episode of this show, and that is my amazing very sexy, powerful, I could go on looking at him right now, husband, Justin Reckla. Hey, baby. (laughs) This is going to be a good one. And, well, gee, I don't even know that we have words in this current vocabulary of this reality to describe Miss Neva Lee Reckla, my amazing daughter, and um, just this being. If you ever get a chance to be in her presence, all I can say is go for it, folks. Do not miss an opportunity to find her in an event or to jump on her YouTube and watch these her episodes from Superpower Kids. She's pretty fantastic. But she's joining us today too, Neva Lee Reckla. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so we're here. So we've got the host of the brand new show, Incorporating Superpowers, as Justin's show, and Superpower Kids with Neva. So we're, you're, you're well supported with hosts on this one. The topic is, the title's Reclamation, but the topic is, how do you do this, right? So great. We all want to disrupt reality. We love sitting around talking about the concepts, who took the red pill, who took the blue pill, right? All of these great dialogues. But so what? Right, right. It's like Justin's favorite term. You want to say it? What what does that, what does that do? It inculcates your mind. No, mental. (laughs) Oh, oh. (laughs) Yeah. So the re, 
<laughs> people don't like going there. It, it is. It, it's because it's it's mental masturbation. Right. It's it, like it's like it's great when you awaken. Yeah, and it, there's the concepts, and you want to explore them. But at some point, that ceases to be titillating anymore. Oh, you said titillating. I said titillating, and it becomes mental masturbation. Mental masturbation because well, you're just going in circles. Can I can I touch on that? Please. T- it, it, touch it's on that. it's it's because we get there, and it's it's. Matter of fact, we were just talking about this earlier. Uh, that it's you know it's like getting that high, you jump up, your brain plays around in these concepts and these minds of what is possible, right? But our minds keep it outside of ourselves, and so we like to stay there. We go down, we stay there. You know, we we go back up, and and it's literally like it, it literally is mental masturbation because when you're there, it feels good, right? absolutely. And, yeah. and then when we when we come back to quote unquote life. Right, and we surround ourselves by others who aren't able to meet us there and hold that frequency. It, it's like it, it doesn't seem possible, but when we can go to it in our mind and stay there and play around with those concepts, and that's what I love about what you do for everybody is hold that spaceship. I mean, you do, you hold that container for me, you hold that container for for Neva, you hold the container for everybody that's a part of our businesses. Is that, and that's what Superpower Experts does is it builds the foundation so you don't fall and it hurts. Right. You know, you're building up the, the, the foundation to where it's not mental masturbation. It's just existence. It's, it's that abstract frequency that people are able to hold all the time. So right now, everybody's sitting here listening, going, um, there's a nine-year-old sitting there in that conversation. These people are crazy. They said titillating. They said masturbation. And they're talking about versions of reality. Like, what the beep is happening over in that house, right? And the CPS comes knocking on the door, right, and comes to take you away. I probably shouldn't say that. I probably shouldn't say that. CPS. CPS is not listening to this show, I don't think. (laughs) But, But let's, I mean, we don't know that. That's not a fair judgment. Um, we, we, we appreciate CPS for what it exists for, and thank you so much. It's just kind of a bad running joke, and a really bad running joke. It's a long story. If you ever get me alone sometime, ask me why the CPS joke. It goes back to junior high. Anyway, CPS did not come take me away. I'm digging a hole. My point is, what 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 does this mean to you? Like, what are you sitting there thinking? Like, is this, like, alien language? Like, are you are you following? Like, where are you at with this? Well, it's certainly alien language, but I mean that in the biggest compliment I can ever give. Um, luckily, I've been a part of environments like CEO space where there's a lot of adults, so I'm used to that kind of communication. Um, yeah, but this isn't adult communication. This is like next, like, yeah. well, I want to say next level stuff. Maybe it's not, but it, but it's our level of stuff. Like, it's our stuff. So what do, what do you think we're talking about? We're talking about like... You know, um, you know, reality and the projection and, and, and deconstructing reality and, and all that good stuff. Well, I kind of imagine it as the projection is where when you're in your observer self. So you're not really in your body, but you're just kind of this vision I get is my spirit, my higher self is coming out of my body, just looking around at all the people down below. And that's what I would consider the projection and it's just a cool place that you get to observe the world's people's actions, your own actions. So I like being in there. So I, I think I think she gets it, folks. So so when we're talking about um, um, disrupting reality, right? So the the point of the point of all of this, superpower experts disrupting reality, all of that is is 
there, there came a, a moment in, in my development where the realization that we're crafting stories about what's real and therefore, um, in, in influencing what we're about to experience all the time. And usually we're doing it not in awareness. We're, we're usually completely unwitting consciously to that process. And when I became aware of that, I was like, well, if we're doing that all the time, then why not choose a story we like? You know, so here comes superpowers. And it's like, well, I want to live in a world where there's a lot of, there's superpowers and all kinds of other stuff. And yes, I get it. There with great power comes the potential for, for, for great, um, you know, evil, I guess you could say, but, but we can't mitigate for some of that. And it just sounds kind of fun to do. Well, it is kind of fun to do. And that, that's the thing is that, is that most people that are going through their own journey are at a level to where the stories that they've created of what's possible in their existence, what they're staring at all the time is being reinforced by everybody who believes the same exact thing. And, and folks, this, this is, this goes well beyond the whole concepts of thoughts become things. This is a whole nother level of it. This is being able to, when you're ready to step into who you truly are and where you exist, you have to, and Tonya tells, tells people this all the time. And we experience it in our life as a family all the time is that you have to be able to look at whatever it is that's showing up in your reality and deny its existence. The problem that most people have is that they could try, they try to do that and then they, they go to work and then that reality of what they're trying to leave and what they believe to be true about who they are and how they show up in the world is reinforced by everybody else that's stuck in the mundane and these lower frequencies of existence that are designed to keep people stuck there. But in your own evolution, if you know there is something beyond your reality of where it's at now and you're not ready to settle in, because all by all means, there's nothing wrong with getting off the elevator and, and building building camp, right? And, and pitching a tent and building a foundation for, for your existence. But if you know that you're journeying and you're continuing to explore your own consciousness of what's possible and the life that you want and you know to be true, the only way to do that is to stare whatever you're looking at right now in the face and deny its existence. And, and th this, is, this is a passion business for us, folks. This is, this is, this is what we live 24-7 as a family. And we were here, Superpower Experts is literally was built to give you the community that you need to say, no, there, there are other people who see exactly what I see. And if you haven't connected with Tonya, if you haven't connected with Neva, I highly recommend that you do because they are the light bearers that reflect back to you what you know to be intrinsically true about yourself and your reality that you're wanting to create. Um, I was going to say that a lot of the time, people let their fears stop them. So right now, I know that mom isn't sitting right next to me. It may be her body, but her spirit isn't there. And a lot of people let fear stop them in, by thinking that because they want to believe that it is a reality. But then you get to think about it. You think it's actually kind of cool to 
think about it, that mom isn't actually right next to me, and she's floating around in a different universe right now. <laughs> so what does that mean for you, then? Are we, if, if I'm not here, so if we physically look like we're here, and you, you see it as though I'm not, then how, what is our relationship, then, if I'm not sitting here in this body? Well, to me, that also means my spirit spirit isn't even here. So our, all of our spirits are up there talking in a different universe. And, but it's just our bodies, our minds, our hearts that are down here on Earth. But our spirits are going off running the spirit realm. Cool. Well, that's an interesting perspective. Um, that it, it kind of conjures up. All, I have a thousand questions, but I do know we need to get to break. So, real quickly, um, if you're interested in learning more about Neva, you can go to superpowerkids.com. If you want to learn more about Justin, you can go to incorporatingsuperpowers.com, or just go to the website superpowerexperts.com to find out more about all of us. We've got our coaches there, other hosts, and stuff. When we come back from break, I want to address what Justin was talking about, about the projection. I think it's super crucial to put a little bit of like lesson in on top of that. And I want to, I want to talk about what Neva is addressing because this is some of the hardest work in this journey is with the people who are closest to you. And so when we come back, we're going to address that. You're listening to Superpower Up, Disrupt Reality, Reclamation. We'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right, everyone. Welcome back. This is Tonya Don Reckley. You're listening to Superpower Up, Disrupt Reality. This is Reclamation. We've got with us today Justin Reckla, host of Incorporating Superpowers, and Neva Lee Reckla, host of Superpower Kids. Um, both of them, of course, are doing amazing other things in the world, so we'll, we'll address that here in a second. But before the break, Justin brought up a really great point about when people go into fear because the projection um, isn't necessarily showing them what they want because they've dropped down or whatever. Well, what happens is the projection can only show us what we used to believe. Now, maybe what we used to believe two seconds ago, and maybe what we used to believe 10 years ago, it doesn't really matter. It, part of that's dependent upon what level of awareness and consciousness you, you, you've um, developed into. But that automatically means that once we change our beliefs, there is a lag time. Now, that lag time gets faster and faster and faster and faster, right? But there's a lag time before the projection catches up. So you have to be willing to sit and hold the conviction of that belief so solidly that the projection alters around you. If you waver, if you like, oh, well, I'm going to take something obscure because I don't want to like, I'm hoping this doesn't just catalyze or trigger anybody into oblivion. But if I'm sitting there going, okay, I believe in every ounce of my being that this table is blue, right? Um, this is a really bad example, but I'm going to follow it down the hole anyway. I believe that this table is blue, and then I look at the table and it's brown. 
And my mind's going, yeah, but it's brown. I'm like, no, I believe it's blue, but it's brown, but it's blue, but it's brown. Hey, do you see this table? Is it brown or is it blue? Well, it's brown. Well, how about you over there? Do you see this table? Is it brown or is it blue? Well, it's brown. Well, now the table's solidly brown, right? Because we don't know how to hold a belief and not see proof of it in the projection, right? But the irony is, is that what we see with our five, with what we see with our senses, um, what we're able to ascertain with the five limited senses that we're all trained to use is all it can be is the result of what you used to think and believe and everything else. Makes sense? Well, I love that you you went to blue. Because what <laughs> people don't realize is that the word blue, the color blue, there was a point in time in history where that wasn't even a color. And and I don't know remember the entire backstory to it, but you know, it's the same story of, you know, that we for everybody's heard a thousand times about the Columbus, Columbus and the ships over and whatnot, right? It, it's the it's the idea that you think you know something. You you right. think that that is brown. And when you're on that journey for your of your own self-discovery of, of your own consciousness, part of the attunement process is just that. It's being able to go, well, why is that brown? Well, is it it's brown because you say it's brown and because I say it's brown? Is, is it brown because you and I are agreeing upon it? And it's, I mean, you've seen these circular conversations. Right. Back, and, you know, we're back to the mental masturbation. We're back to the mental masturbation thing. And we, when we were training agents, we would see this, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that, that one student stood out and said, well, you know, he wanted to argue gravity with you, <laughs> right? And, uh, and that's, again, it's such an obscure <laughs> argument, but th- this cat wanted to argue gravity and he just showed his button. Tonya poked the button and he said, well, how are you standing there? And she's like, because I got gum on the bottom of my shoes. The fairies are holding me down, right? And all to make a point of that, that he was so rooted in his belief of gravity and by all means, social proof and all the things that go into it, right? The more people that believe something, the more power it has to create and manifest that reality. So when you surround yourself with a group of people that reinforce the story of whatever it is that you're experiencing, it can only be that. And so in order for you to evolve and expand your consciousness, you have to not only look at whatever the reality is that you are looking at and deny its existence, but every time the projection and the people that are in it are trying to tell you, no, that's not that's not that's not blue it's it's brown you have to be go no it's blue so well let's let's make no mistake about this what you're talking about is absolutely accurate but that the issue wasn't that he believed it i have no problem believing in gravity like i get it the issue is he was attached yes. to me believing <laughs> gra- gravity. Like, like that was the problem. And that's what I, what I was attempting to illustrate with him. Every, the, the rest of the class got it. He, I don't know that he ever did, but that was the point was that that attachment piece yes. becomes so incredibly toxic. Right. And so we have to go, go into, um, it's, it's, and, and that's why I kind of wanted to stop myself about the brown blue thing because that, that's what frustrates so many people is like, who the hell cares? Right. Trust me, we're not in this to like mental, like to, to, to like test our, our mental capacities and see if I, we can turn the brown table blue, right? I, that holds zero interest to me. What is interesting to me is where the attachments are, right? I don't care what color the table is. 
therefore it can be blue, pink, purple, it truly doesn't matter. Um, I have zero attachment to what color that table is, right? And there is sort of this streamlining technique that happens in the noise of the projection that says, you know, there, there's a lot of mundane things that just have to be there in order for us to move through and find the things that we have some charge about, that we have some work to do within. Um, that's that's kind of the indicator of where to go, not just because we we, we like parlor tricks, right? I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to convince the world that I'm going to train everybody to, to turn the t- table blue. That, that's not helpful, Right. But when that, those powers and those abilities are in service to something bigger than yourself, then they can be incredibly useful. So what do you think? Okay, so we're talking about now blue tables, brown tables, realities, this and that. Um, what is, does any of this fascinate you? Like I know we eat, breathe and sleep mm-hmm. it in our house, but what's like, what's that perspective for you? Like why even engage in the dialogue? Why? Or are you just kind of bored because you kind of get all of this? Like, where are you at in the conversation? Well, I always learn new things. So I can hear you say something, and I've heard you say it a million times. But I will always point out different things. It's like when we watch a movie a thousand billion times, I will notice new things that pop up in the movie. Or I'll have new beliefs about that movie. Um. So what's your internal dialogue like? Like when you, so when you listen to this kind of stuff or, or when you think about it, cause, cause you do this interesting thing where you like randomly like come out with something and, and it's obvious that you've been pondering a concept, but you have your own internal process with it. So what, what about this dialogue is interesting to you? Is there anything that you can take from it and apply to your existence or your work in the world? Well, one of my favorite parts was, no- no attachment, because that is the biggest thing I'm learning right now, especially in business. Because, like when I was doing Hot Clothes for Kids, there was a lot of judgment on that. But I did it because I loved it, not because I was worried about what those other people were thinking about me. Mm-hmm. And I loved what you were saying about it was him being attached to your beliefs. Right. And... That's something I'm learning not to do because I don't, I shouldn't care what somebody else thinks of me. I should only do what I'm doing because I want to do it and it sounds fun to me. Well, and I'm not huge on the shoulds, right? Because I do think there's a whole lot of preaching going on out there and social media and everything else. You should do this. You have to do this, all this other stuff. What I'm much more comfortable and confident in is saying, is saying that if you continue to hold attachments to what other people believe, then that dictates your reality. If you choose to take a little bit more ownership of your reality, then you, the, 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 the payment for that or the journey in that is really looking at where you have attachments. So by all means, people can hold attachments. That's not an issue. We're free to do that. And if you want this, right, then this kind of conversation. And, and, and so, or you don't like, like, do you, you know, from that I, I, you, you, you just said it, do you, right? And and that's where the rubber really meets the road is that when you can stay in inquiry about what is showing up in your reality, then it's easy to, I'm not going to say it's easy because it's, mm-hmm. especially if you're being bombarded by, you know, your parents, your siblings, your coworkers, your family, whatever it is. 
is that as long as you can take a look at the projection and when it's coming back at you and somebody is insistent that this is the reality, right? And it doesn't matter what, what it is. I mean, for a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, the catalyst for their growth is money, right? Uh, some people, it's relationships. Some people, it's their job. But when somebody has got a death grip on trying to convince you that, no, this reality, this is your reality, you have to kind of take a step back and go, okay, well, what is that serving them? Because if it's not, if that's not your experience of it, if that's not your reality in it, then, oh my God, what does that mean for that other person, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, And you kind of do this number like, dude, back off. Like, what What do you care about what I believe, right? And, and, it, and that you know, we don't necessarily need to get into conflict around it, but it, but it does, you know, once you start attuning yourself to that sort of feedback from places, it does make you kind of wonder. One of the things I tell people all the time is that there are no private thoughts. There's no private energy. There's no private fears. You're not hiding anything. You're broadcasting everything. A joke in our house is like, careful, your fear is showing because we guise it as anger and as sadness and as all this other stuff. But it's like, you're just fearful, right? We go into fear about 80,000 times a day, or I don't even know what the number would be, but so what? The goal isn't to stay out of fear. The goal is to no longer allow the fear to create your projection, which in essence is the reality that you experience. Um, and we get it. Like we're, we're not speaking flippantly about this. I'm sure, I'm sure some of you are a little bit curious about our day-to-day existence. Like we're normal. <laughs> like we have, we do human things. We play like Pokemon Go. We play worms on the xbox like we watch superhero movies and so i want to jump in we are not normal (laughs) (laughs) very much not normal um we do regular people things but if you come and meet us we are not your typical three-person family so what's different what's different about what's Um, what's different well one rule in our house is we uh basically at the dinner table if someone makes a sexual comment and oh gets a <laughs> don't ever give the nine year old a microphone. Out of somebody, <laughs> um, you get a point, pretty much. Um, oh lord! So okay, so, so what so, was the inception we, point we, from that? <laughs> yeah, like where where did that come? Okay, so this is my confession. I, I have a a very dry, like part of, part of the occupational hazard of seeing behind and in front of and on, on top of and over everything is that kind of the moral code and everybody's social niceties and that kind of thing, they, they cease to hold a lot of substance after a while. And so there is true value in learning to manage your reactions, right? And, and Neva's work in the world is, um, clear to anyone who's ever spent a moment of time with her that that she is very much a public figure, very much an influencer, very much um, changes environments. And on a lot of levels, her path has been super clear that she's got to take ownership of everything. In fact, she's got a really cool Pokeball story that I'll share with you here in a minute, or she'll share with you. But the, um, but that what that entails is the ability to sit 
and hold your space to include expression, to include emotion, to include everything, no matter really what's going on around you. And honestly, that's that's the journey of everybody in Superpower Experts is we're not there to simplify things for people. In fact, our, our, we contend that, that it's only going to get more complex, right? The chaos is only going to increase on some level, but how you experience it gets to change. And you, you can do it with ease and grace, but if we pretend that it's getting easier and here's this easy one, two, three step thing to do, you're just going to be sorely disappointed when you have to go back into reality after the program. So instead we arm people with tools of how to navigate complexity and Neva's world is super, super, super complex. And so I think, you know, maybe I'm just trying to make a lofty explanation out of a silly <laughs> game that we play at the dinner table, but the reason for it is... One, because when you take your child everywhere into adult environments and, and she's consuming material that most children never see and she's going to Burning Man and she's doing all these things, there, there's something really valuable about removing a lot of the shock and awe out of it and opening really solid, yummy dialogue that allows for her to hear a perspective different than what a typical child might hear in things like sex and consciousness and religion and spirituality. And I mean, we hit all the things that you really shouldn't talk about in polite company, right? Yeah. These are our conversations. Absolutely. And we, you know, it's, it's, it's training. I mean, I, I know for me, I didn't have my, uh, my awakening until I was, you know, 32 years old and I recognized that, that, that there was something different. And I looked back on my existence and my experience and it was like, you know, the sheet got ripped off <laughs> And it was like everything that I thought to be true wasn't true. And everything that, you know, that, you know, you should react this way. You should think this way. You should this, you should that. And why? Well, because that's just what you're supposed to do was, was BS. And I was like, why? And so, you know, what I love about our family is that we've agreed just to show up fully in everything. And so like the dinner table you know, little games that we play or whatnot are, are literally like superpower training, right? Because we parent differently than the way you were parented and the way I was parented. And, and it's not a, it's not a better than it's just different and it's reinforcing a whole nother reality. So rather than trying to instill those beliefs at a lower frequency in, in Neva, we live this 24 seven because our family unit can operate together. We are a support system. So just like, you know, when you go to work, the coworkers create your reality. We do that as a family unit. So I want to go back to the, I mean, sorry, we all just kind of stared at each other like, like yes, yes. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's this, this is our word. I mean, this is it. Like none of this is, these are the conversations we truly have. People have asked us all the time if, if they, you know, they see us at events or they hear us on, on our podcast shows and stuff. And I think they kind of think we're making it up, but you could, we couldn't possibly make this stuff up. Uh -uh. Like, like, you know, so, so is this really what you get or do we put on a show or whatever? And I don't know, talk to the people who kind of get to know us better, I guess. But a couple of things I want to circle back around to, because I said before the break that one of the biggest challenges with the disruption of reality are the people closest to you. And by far, I've integrated a lot of people. I've integrated incarnate beings. I've integrated carnate beings. I've, I've integrated carnate beings. I don't even think that's oh, a that's word. word. I've, You're hanging around me too much. Ah, making up words. Stop <laughs> it. Um, you know, I, 
the, the integration process gets pretty um, intense, you know, the closer and closer you step toward um, oneness and singularity. And it's, you know, so, so people just kind of start getting absorbed and integrated into things. And you just, it's kind of, like I said, occupational hazard. And the most challenging thing are, are, are these kind of real world examples of, you know, being a wife and being a mom and, 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 and that kind of thing. And, and it, it is challenging when you look at that. So it was interesting to hear Neva talk about, um, before the break that I'm, you know, I'm not sitting here. Right. And it's like, Oh, geez, like I really, I'm not. And, and it reminded me of a time you, you said to me, out of nowhere, you're like, mom, I see the rainbow lights on you. Right. And you were a little bit freaked out. I don't remember when it was. It was a few years back now. Um, do you want to explain what that experience was like for you? Yeah. So I came into mom and dad's room and we had just gone to bed and I was up all night pretty much. And I was just kind of looking around my room and I could see these rainbow lights. And basically that's how I see energy. And so I was I walked into mom and dad's room and I was so scared. I said, mommy, I see rainbow lights on you and I don't know what they are because they're not actually there. And it's like, you're not even there anymore. And I was stepping into a new frequency, which is being able to see different beings and being able to see energy differently. But it was a very, very scary at the time. I remember the first time I saw like a spirit it scared the living crud out of me because I was like, what is this being walking around in my room? Yeah. But like, it is scary at first, but then you step into it. Some of my best friends are dragons and (laughs) Ganesha, but it was at first. And then you had a conversation with me and said, I think you're just saying energy. And now I see it all the time. I'm like, Oh, energy's moving around. Right. So f- folks, we have a choice uh, and it, it, it's not a new choice. Um, it, it, it's an age old choice, but as parents, the second you come to the realization, if you're fortunate enough to be able to, to come to the realization that when at least some of the beings that we're seeing, and for sure in the case of our daughter, when she came into the world, um, she was awake and we had a choice. We could force her back into submission, or we could play in the spaces that she was opening us and making, opening up to and making available to us. And we just kind of looked at each other and said, you know, people pay us a lot of money to unpackage and reprogram some stuff that, that, that diminished their abilities and, and, and packed up their abilities. Why in the world would we do anything that would encourage her to ignore what is so inherent and innate and natural to her, even when we didn't know what the hell we were doing, <laughs> folks. I mean, it wasn't like we got a guidebook with no. this one, folks. I mean, we had the most bizarre experience, and we still do. And it's like we're just in it, you know. And and so before I get too too much further off trajectory, I did promise kind of the pokeball example, but I'd like for you to aim it around just, just that awareness of. Like, what would happen if we could see the impact that our energy has when we're not taking responsibility for it? Yeah. So, a lot of the times when I was younger, and still sometimes now, I would have to ask my mom or dad to walk out of a speaker's room with me. So, the speaker would be speaking. Well, we're, we're would, put the put the, put it in frame so of reference because we're talking a business conference. yeah conferences and. This person would come on stage and you could tell they were nervous, but they were nervous 
and took it out on the audience. And so they were throwing their anger at us, and they were kind of yelling. And it scared me at the time. I'm like, what is this person doing? Well, but let me frame it. Like, they didn't, they weren't yelling. They didn't know they were yelling. Like, that was, that was how you, right. That that you were, you were paying attention to frequencies that most people aren't attuned to. So it's not like we were taking a business conference where people were literally like yelling. (laughs) There was just your experience of it. I mean, these were subdued, like business conferences. Like, people were good, high paid speakers, but you were noticing the frequency at which they were speaking. I was focusing more on the frequency than what they were actually saying. Well, you um, were young. You were like three or four. Like it wasn't, I don't know that you And I remember it happened a couple of times. And so basically the reference I share is they were throwing pokeballs at me. So Well, explain you, the game because not everybody, so, I, despite what I like to <laughs> pretend, not everybody plays Pokemon Go. <laughs> so Pokemon Go, there's a bunch of little wandering beings walking around and you get to throw these pokeballs at them and there's a certain level of pokeballs so one's not really powerful and one's super powerful um but then it's all active but i could change that trajectory um but basically i imagined that these people were throwing like they were had this pokeball in their hands and they were like speaking into it and all their fear, their sadness, their anger, whatever they were throwing out to the audience, they would, and then they would pack it all in there, close the Pokeball and like throw it at people. And I imagine like in slow motion action movies when like there's this pretty ballet music playing and like the people are getting hit in the face very slowly. I think you're thinking like Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I imagine. And it's very interesting to experience. And so when I go on stage and I speak, I focus on connecting in with God and my higher frequency. And I can thank Wendy Darling for this. (laughs) She taught me to open up my hands because I talk with my hands a lot. And so I cross out my heart chakra. So if someone is in the same frequency as I am, they cannot connect with me. And so she taught me to bring my hands down and open them up to my higher self and it really helps connect in and center beautiful yep shout out to wendy darling faculty at ceo space we just got back from ceo space in denton which is magnificent and magical and we always love it mm-hmm. um so great great depiction I, and i appreciate you sharing that because sometimes uh, th- these are high level concepts folks i mean recognize that you know what, by my calculations, about 1% of the population can really hear these dialogues in, in their truest intent. And, and of that 1%, less than 5% actually step into doing this work. And so, but make no mistake about it, the nine-year-old does it. And she's been doing it since birth. So so while they, it's weird and it's not normal, it, it is totally natural to who we are. And so you are capable, as long as we keep the mind and our own fear pieces from wanting to hijack the conversation. Yeah. And kudos to you. If you've made it this far into the podcast and are still listening, (laughs) still hearing and haven't, (laughs) haven't tuned out. Um, You know, we might've lost some of you when the nine-year-old said, you know, about the dinner table, uh, about the dinner table, you're like group and they're turned off. Right. Um, But it's those little, it's those little blips though, that we have to pay attention to because you know, there's little pain points that reinforce our realities. And when they come into our space, if it triggers us, poof, we, we, it solidifies that existence. And we will, our minds will discredit 
whatever it is that we're, we're, we're listening to or trying to attune ourselves to or try to increase, raise our frequency to. Um, but that's the level of work that you have to deconstruct your reality in. And I know that the, the, the title that shows disrupt reality, when I love, I'm super excited for this, for this <laughs> entire podcast because the people that you're interviewing are the disruptors. And, 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 and yes, by all means, it, and we're talking, you know, founders of systems and people that have come into different aspects of business, different industries, and they've seen it. They, 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 that's how they were able to build it is to be able to come in and disrupt an entire industry. And I mean, that's ultimately what superpower experts is, right? Is we are disrupting the personal development industry because folks, I'm here to tell you, and, and Tony will tell this to your face that you don't need us. You, nope. You've got all the tools that you need. And if you just listen to this podcast, you will attune yourself to a frequency and to a reality that reinforces whatever you believe. And well, yeah. What, at what, whichever frequency you choose to operate in. Justin's absolutely correct. Uh, you know, the, it's such a magnificent journey to be in service to the guidance that I'm given. And, and ultimately it came through loud and clear in the last few weeks. The verbiage around it is absolutely nobody needs a coach. And I, I, I love the coaching industry. It's done amazing, remarkable things. We have coaches, we train coaches, but nobody needs a coach. However, to make the choice to engage a coach because you're clear on what it is that you like, you would like to um, craft in your existence, skill sets that you would like to hone. Um, we call it Jedi training. You know, if, if that appeals to you to have support and love and information and, and companionship, there is a reason we are a 24-7 family because it became very clear that we're willing to play a game very few people are willing to play. So rather than sit around and bemoan our status in life and our lack of friends and everything else early on, we banded together and we said, you know what? I think we can do this our way. I think we can live life the way we want to live it. And, and then of course the friends came and people flocked and, 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 it, and it, and it opened up because we solidly stood in our space and, and crafted our life. And, and that's attractive to people. And so, so it's not about, um, you know, the, the, the problems of the personal development industry and all these other things. We could probably talk about that for eons. But it exists for a very specific reason. We just chose not to have that reason take a precedence in our existence, well, right? And we and we live take, differently. And take it to the next level of examining what it is and, and look again, looking at it and going, nope, that's not our reality. And for the last five years now, we've been doing that. We've been disrupting people's realities. Everywhere we go, we disrupt it because people are like, how do you do it? How are you a 24-7 family? Because I can't be a 24-7. How do you, how do you, how do you work with your wife? Right? That's the biggest thing I get. You know, guys look at me like I'm freaking nuts going, hey, you, 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 you spend 24 hours a day with that woman? You, 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 how? Wait, wait, wait. this woman specifically yeah, or just a woman you, in no. general? Well, just your wife, right? My, my wife, yeah, I'm right? just trying to get at like, do they mean like with 
a wife, like in no, general? A wife or like in general. Not, not your you. specific wife would be like its own personal form of yeah, prison. No, no yeah. To have well, to play well with you say that. You say, but that, that's kind of what the tra- that's kind of oh, what the translation is. It comes through because they're, they're in their mind because they're thinking, my God, if they had to do that for themselves, <sighs> holy crap, right? What would that look like for them? Well, guess what? It, it's it's a choice. <sighs> Goodness. And, you know, I'm in a relationship. I chose to be in a relationship with, you know, I, I joke around, but I married my guru, right? And, but. He wanted the expedited journey. Yeah, I wanted the expedited, you know, I, I, I wanted I wanted the, the glass elevator in Willy Wonka. Come on, Wonka. say it. What's our secret? Our secret is the word I've coined lately. Uh, oh, I'm oh. so proud of it. Except for we just found out it's a porn site, too. Yeah, sexmosis. Okay. Sexmosis. You can that's learn a, by sexmosis. That's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother show. But we're not but affiliated with the important. porn site. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, so that, that that's a whole nother show. But, and they, you know, they, they asked me, like, how how do you do this? You know, how can you be around your, your kid? What do you, do you get take, do you take time for yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Each one of us has time that we hold our own space, right? And it's important that, that we do that for ourselves. And everything that we do as a family always comes back to examining that reality. I mean, we've got agreements in place that none of us go to bed angry. None of us go to bed frustrated. If there's something that one of us got triggered at dinner or earlier in the day, we work through it and we dissect it to go, is that true? Is that our reality? Because yeah, we still get triggered. Yeah. Shit still comes up for us to examine. And we've made a pact to not only examine it for ourselves as a family and as individuals, but to those that are willing to meet us in this space who have the courage to step up and go, no, my reality is not that and help them disrupt that for themselves and hold them accountable to it to reinforce what we know to be true because we live it every moment of every day. I have a question for Neva, but before I do, I wanted to circle back to one more thing. And, and I get, you know, we're kind of joking about Neva's comment about the dinner table um, and where we may have lost a few of you, but you know what we do also do at dinner is is there's no phones there's no technology where when we say we're a 24 7 family that means you have to figure out how to make all of it work so everybody needs their time to like decompress everybody needs their time to plug into whatever thing they want to do that day we're, we're not apart from each other but we do still treasure the time our 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 purposeful time so justin and i do coffee t- every morning together every morning and it can be an hour sometimes it's two hours that's where we connect in the morning and we shape our day. We do dinner together almost religiously together, except for when we're, we're brain tithing and serving at, at CEO space. But even then, Justin and I do a table together and Neva pops in from time to time if she's busy gleaning information from other faculty or helping members. They, you know, they very, very rarely are we apart at mealtime. And when we are, we're, we're, we're together, we're connected in that space. And so people can say what they will about some of our unusual tendencies. And we lead with our hearts and our souls and we make connection to each other, connection to ourselves and connection to the divine, the priority. But Neva, I want to, I want to ask you, and then we should probably start wrapping up the, um, if you, if someone just like asked you out of the blue, right, not not necessarily in alignment with this conversation, and they said, you know, what is it that you exist to do? Not not what's your business, not what's your mission, none of that stuff. But 
but like, what is it that you exist to do? If you, if you could take yourself back to prior to, um, incarnating and, and, and like, imagine that place where your spirit is and, and everything else, what would make you come here and be you here? What, what is that for you? Um, I could say a million different things. Um, cause I know I'm here to learn and I'm here to teach and, it's fun here on earth. Like I enjoy connecting with people and I know that I can make a difference. Like I just got done. This video came out. I had the idea because it's an empowerment video and I saw a Facebook video and it was a makeup tutorial. Caption was that the girl was rated a zero without makeup, but with makeup, she was rated a 10. And so we got with one of our amazing movie producer friends, Elmer and we gathered up like 15 more of our friends and made signs based on what we've been judged on. And we said, all that stops here now because it's 2019 and I don't want to grow up in a world that is full of girls being raided on beauty and all of that. So, so yes, and I'm going to push you just a little bit on that. So what? Like, so what? So if you didn't come here, you wouldn't have to deal with that, True. right? So you said you're here to learn and teach, but why? For what purpose? Well, the simple answer is it's just fun, and I enjoy doing it. Um, the more complex answer is I know I have a purpose in this world, and it's like it's what feeds me. It's what makes me have the ideas. I, I'm not going to say makes. Inspires me to have the ideas to do business and to want to go to Burning Man. It's what drives me and what fuels me to keep on going. But do you know where you're going? I'm not sure yet, but I know that. Not like, not like what is your business going to do, but like the essence of where you're headed. Like is you, you mentioned a sense of going somewhere. So is there an essence of where you're headed or is it, you know, is there, is there an end point? Is there a, okay, you got there. Well, I say it's going to be like the never ending kind of inspiring people and learning and growing with other people. Um, and I wouldn't say there is a stopping point. I, I would say that it just keeps on going. Even when my body isn't here, it will keep on going. That message will keep on going forever. Do you know to, for what purpose? Like if we could all just leave. You said our spirits are, are communing, right? And, and and I think a lot of people think that where our spirits are communing sounds like a lot more fun than, than this world sounds like sometimes. But you keep saying, well, it's fun here. It's fun here. And so it strikes me that I think you're seeing something different than what a lot of people see. And I've recently, the, the space that I just stepped into, part of the challenge there is realizing that people don't see what I see. Um, and, and it, it sounds silly because I've been getting that feedback my whole life, but there was an aspect of me that totally didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that you see something that people don't see, because I think if you queried a large number of adults, they would say to you, um, no, this isn't fun. Like, and the idea of it going on and on isn't, but there's a lot of people that move onto a consciousness journey because they're miserable, right? Nothing's working. It's not enjoyable. And they, they, it's like their last ditch effort before they just choose to take themselves out and go back up into oneness, right? Because they're like, this, this shit's for the birds. Like, this mm -hmm. isn't fun, right? 
So I do think you're seeing something different. I, I suspect that it's a dimensionality issue for a lot of people. Um, I hear what you're saying. Like I get it, but, but I live with you. And so <laughs> is, and, and it's almost like saying, Hey, can you describe, you know, this table, but not use any color words. Right. So, so it is kind of a mm-hmm. certain information only exists at certain levels. Are you able to translate what you're seeing and what you're experiencing into a space for people who haven't quite experienced that yet. Everybody's got it. Everybody knows, but, but maybe just somebody who hasn't experienced it yet. Can you explain? Cause they're not thinking this is fun. Um, so you mean like kind of translate it like my, I don't really know language. what I mean. I'm just, <laughs> I think there's some nugget in there that you're sitting on that, mm-hmm. um, would be helpful in this conversation. Well, so do you want me to s- describe it more? Yeah, I mean, Let's what, start there what, what 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 does what does it mean to you to be able to experience the world the way you experience it? What what why do you do it? What what's the purpose behind it? I mean, is it about you? Is it about other people? What what's the what's the what's the tell me the purpose of life, Neva Lee? What is the meaning of life, oh wise one, Oracle of Delphi, the kid clarity from Burning Man? What is the point of all of this? Well, <laughs> um, she's blushing. <laughs> she is. Um, <laughs> the human child blushes. Blushes. Yeah. Um, I would say it's because I know I have um an impact to make on this world, and I. It's kind of cool knowing that I can shape my reality. Like, I know that I can make my life as fun as I want it or as miserable as I want it to be. And, but I also want it to continue on to the next generation and the next and the next and the next because I've been inspired by so many adults and so many teenagers. So I want to be that adult who brings it on to a kid my age, you know? Still feels very human though. Like I think there's something right behind that. Can you feel it? I feel it. I don't know how to describe it. Um, I think that's a fair. That's, that's thing a, to say. That's a fair. That's, I think that's a fair examination. And yes, folks, she's still nine. <laughs> still nine years old. She's still very much a kid, and and she loves to play. And she plays, and we play as a family. And you know, we we go to church. That might shock some of you. Yes, mm-hmm. we go to church. We serve, and. You know, this is this is something that that I know for me. I'm not going to speak for the other two, but I, I see it. it is it's not about us. Nope. It's it's about you. It's about helping other people shift that reality. Because in order for you to go out and do what you're here to do, you have to shift. You have to surround yourself with others who see you for what you are and our sole purpose is one tony and i when we got married committed to our own evolution above all else even at the expense of our relationship if it meant that one of us was going to grow without the other that our own evolution came first we're just blessed to be able to do it together. And well, but it worked because 
we made our own evolution about connection to the divine, connection to God, connection to spirit. And, and, and when you, when you do that, you can't help but draw closer, but everybody has to agree to do that. Yeah. And that's our tribe. And if that's resonating with you, keep listening. <laughs> this, this, this series is going to blow your mind and, it's going to show you what is possible because the people that Tony is bringing on to the show are living proof of it. They are the disruptors. And if you want to disrupt your reality, these are the conversations. And we're just scratching the surface here, folks. I mean, and we're, we're, we're coming up on an hour of this conversation. We are literally just scratching the surface because of the depth of work that has to be done in order to change your reality until you get to the point where you can just blink it into existence. You have to unprogram it all. You have to surround yourselves by others who will affirm for you what that, what your new reality is and hold that space for you so you can create it. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say something that I've learned even in nine years of being here that when you're growing together, you grow even stronger and faster and taller. And I want to point out again something else that's in CEO space. I go to the teen program and um, a teacher came in and had us do a really amazing exercise where we would get with another person and like latch our arms sitting back to back and try to stand up with each other. And then they had the whole entire group do it. And it showed us that teamwork helps versus me just trying to get up using a wall. Mm -hmm. Do you I mean, remember which teacher that was? Um, I'm not sure exactly which one, but... Well, I just didn't know really if amazing. I wanted to give them credit if, if yeah. that was, if you remember too. Um, but it was a really interesting thing to learn because um, you we learned that we could get up faster versus one of us just trying to sit up. Because we had a whole class of us. Well, and how does yeah. that fit into something like CEO space? Well, it's the cooperation aspect. Because we weren't competing like, who can get up the fastest fastest on their own? It was, how can we learn and grow together and cooperate in standing up? Mm -hmm. And then who do we credit for that? Um, Bernie Dorman, September Dorman, um, Everyone at CEO Space. Yeah, they, they, they're really the cooperative theory that CEO Space talks about and has been for decades um, is what fueled our desire to create collaborative business models. And we did that with the corporate counterintelligence arena and, and all that stuff. And then when we moved over um, and added into <laughs> the due diligence embedding work, the personal development work um, that we expanded on with the superpowers conversation, we move that dialogue into what we consider synergistic collaboration. And that's the awareness that the energy between us creates and it's a force multiplier. It's, it's, you know, where two or more of you gather my name there also, will I be it's um, basic physics is, you know, pick, pick, pick your modality folks. It's all the same. And there's so much synergy with what we're seeing evolution wise. And, you know, my prediction is that businesses will only succeed moving forward if they stay ahead of technology and consciousness. And so there is a, an organic component and then there is a very programmed component and, and we're seeing those come together in really cool ways. 
Justin, why don't you go ahead and close this up and then I'll say some final words. Absolutely. So uh, the, the one thing that's coming through for me is to highlight the fact that while we are a 24-7 family, a lot of you might be listening to this thinking, oh, it's because, well, the three of you have done this. You've been able to do it together. No. The only, the only reason why we've been able to do this is because we surround ourselves with people who affirm and reaffirm our reality as we see it. And, you know, Neva is not a byproduct of, I mean, well, I guess she is a byproduct of, of you and I, but, um, honey, there's something I've been meaning to tell you <laughs> who she, who she is and how she ho- shows up and how she comprehends things and her understanding of who she is and what she's here to do is reinforced by the communities that we surround ourselves with the, the teachers like Adam Markell and Bernie Dorman that, that see her and reinforce that in her and teach her and, and remind her just to come from love is, is how we've been able to do this. And so we're not an island. We, we're not. We, we're surrounded with people, lots of people that help us reinforce that reality. And so that, again, I'm just going to leave it here and I'll turn it back to you, is that that's what superpowers exist for. Well, yeah, fine. Folks, this doesn't have to be freaking painful. Like, if you're talking to somebody and they make you feel diminished and little and kind of crappy, stop talking to them. Stop it. Stop it. That was from Rich- that was Bob Newhart clip that Richard K presented to us recently. Um, but but stop doing that. It, it, find environments where people are trained to give and receive love freely. Um, superpower experts, obviously, Burning Man, uh, CEO space. Like there are communities, and these are business communities for some. There 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 are development communities for others. There there I mean there they exist. You just have to hold your ground and just say no to anything that doesn't feel good. Um, It's just kind of a basic principle of existence. All right. Well, we've talked and talked and talked and talked. Obviously, we do this often, and this is kind of our thing. So thank you for taking a little journey with us today on on the Reclamation Show for Disrupt Reality. I hope you got a small taste of of our reality and how we live it and why. And, And it'll... When you add on to it, on top of the, on top of it, those amazing shows that that we've got coming up that really challenge um, what we thought were limitations in the per, in the projection. Um, you too can change your reality. It's not difficult to do it. It just takes discipline and some training, um, but but you can do it. And and everyone's headed there, so might as well get on the train. Thank you for joining us. As, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. We appreciate your support. Um, go check us out at superpowerexperts.com. You can take the quiz. Uh, you can find us all over social media. And good day and good night. Love you both. We love you. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.